Job ready? Employer says yes. This programme is presented by Eduvate, education and innovation. In this episode, we look at what makes a good team and what the devil is cultural fit. We're back at Unity Wharf in London at the offices of Britannica Digital Learning. For 250 years, Britannica has operated in the learning space. With this kind of history, they know a thing or two about building successful teams. My conversation starts with Caroline Kennard, who is the International Business Development Director. And we start by looking at cultural fit. That's where the values of the company and the qualities of the people merge to create a successful business. My first question to Caroline was what she's looking for in people who want to join the company. For us, really, it's all about the passion and the desire. It sometimes doesn't matter so much about their background or their career. It's about whether we think they're a good fit for the business and they want to join the family. We describe ourselves as a family as well. We hear more and more from our discussions with companies in the podcast that cultural fit has almost superseded the need for a degree. Would you agree with that? I'd agree with that 100%. And the culture here, what would you say it was like? Um, I'd say we're very supportive of each other. We're a team. We all work together. And we're slightly aggressive in a way because we want to be successful and we are successful as a business and supporting education as I said before is very important to all of us I don't see my job as a job as a nine-to-five I work very different hours because of the territories I work in so sometimes I can be working on a Saturday or a Sunday but then I may take a Friday off so it's flexible and every day is different um, the challenges we face, we see as opportunities. And again, that's the type of people we bring into the business. Well, what do you think an employee would say when they say, yeah, I, I, Encyclopedia Britannica treats me really well. What they did was, what is it that distinguishes you? How do you treat people well? We allow people to make mistakes because we think that's part of the learning curve. Um, and again, we see a mistake as an opportunity. We allow people to take responsibility, so if we if they come up with a really good idea, we'll say, okay, let's run with that. What people do you need on your team to do that? And I think a lot of companies don't do that. We do that, you know, for our new graduates, plus for people that have been here for many years. It's open communication, and I think, I hope that's what people would say. As Caroline says, success comes from the people you employ. This exploration of cultural fit takes us to Emma Cork, the UK sales manager, who centres on the skills and qualities required to be successful in the sales department, which is the engine room of any successful business. Well, I, I'm really passionate about 
Britannica, obviously, otherwise we wouldn't be working here. I truly believe in the product. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, not only is it a great cross-curricular resource that will suit all departments within the school, that's hugely cost-saving. So, you know, why wouldn't every school have Britannica? It's beyond me. <laughs> so, you have passion. You see the point of the product. I really do, yeah. What are your skills that enable you to, put it bluntly, sell these things to people who are being... Well, you have, you have to believe. You have to believe in the product. You do have to be outgoing. And you do actually have to be able to take no for an answer and stand up and get a no again and still feel all right. We would call that resilience. You have to have a serious resilience, yes. Yeah. So what sort of background have you got, Emma, in it to enable you to do this? I mean, you've been doing it for some time, I know, but what sort of, where, where do you come from in terms of your work and so on? I've been in um, educational sales for just over 20 years now. So I've worked for some serious publishers within that 20 years. I didn't go to university. I took A-levels. You did? So you took A-levels but yeah, didn't go to university? I didn't go to university, no. Do you find that a drawback or do you find that an advantage? don't find it a drawback at all to be honest I really don't I think I've, I think if you've got confidence in your own ability um, which I have I don't ever I've never felt sort of anything really about not going to university I suppose from a personal element it might have been nice to do a degree in something like I love history the Tudors I would have loved to have done something like that or maybe something around social work I would have I would have liked to have done that but it's not a massive regret I have to say more and more people are coming to us with that view through the podcast that university is not the kind of essential school university job feature that it always was. Partly because people learn in different ways and can come at information and indeed a way of learning, if you like, without having gone to university. Yeah, I employed someone actually that didn't do A-levels, or really flunked his A-levels actually. And he was actually one of the best salespeople we ever had. He really, really was. So it's not all about what's up there, it's all about getting on with people, feeling part of a team, being that person that's going to drive, you know. it's all. When, I, when I'm employing someone, I'm looking for the personality. Like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for, you know, whether they've got a 2-1 in history or IT or whatever it might be. I just look for someone who I think is going to be a great team member and has a willingness to, to do well. So as we've heard, in terms of cultural fit, Emirated personality is supremely important in a Britannica employee. We round up our conversations with Luke Saunders. Luke's a graduate who recently joined the team. We ask him what attracted him to the business, how he got the job, and what he felt was important in terms of personal development and growth within the company. Look, you're an account executive, is that right? Yep, that's correct. Look, how long have you been working with Encyclopedia Britannica? So I've been with Encyclopedia Britannica now for just two months. And... Did you work somewhere else before? I have actually recently graduated uh, from university. Um, I studied geography at the University of Portsmouth. I actually went travelling, which funny has a little link with my uh, job role, I suppose. And yes, this is my graduate job now. So you were at the wonderful University of Portsmouth studying geography. And one day you thought, well, I'm going to go travelling. And the next day you thought, I know what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to go for Encyclopedia Britannica. No, it didn't work like that, did it? So it all came down to when I came back from travelling. Um, I thought it was about time I already started to get ready for my career. And it was something that I looked at in terms of Encyclopedia Britannica. I came for an assessment day. And on the day, I was met by a lot of clients in the sales industry. And the one that stood out for me was Encyclopedia Britannica because of the, the prospect that was going on there and the opportunity with travel related as well. So tell us about an assessment day. Were there lots of different companies there or just Encyclopedia Britannica? What did you do? Yes, so on the day I turned up and it started as a big group of 40 people and there were a lot of clients in the sales sector around the room. And through a process of elimination, dependent on the different tasks we had throughout the day, that was brought down through elimination. And then at the end, we had the opportunity to speak with clients that may have been interested in us and see what we could do from there. And how were you assessed? Were you assessed by how much you know about numbers or letters? or How, how did all that work? It was more like a personality check, I kind of found. Um, one of the tasks was an elevator pitch. It was my first ever... Um, in that kind of area and where we had to stand up for 30 seconds and kind of sell ourselves in 30 seconds as why we'd be good in the, in the role and what makes us stand out and then after that there was some group tasks and they were just assessing us through the day individually as how we worked as a team but as a leader as well. So what was it about Encyclopedia Britannica that you felt matched who you were? So on the day I got to speak to two of the Encyclopedia Britannica team um, and during that conversation we were talking about what I've been doing, what I would like to achieve in the future and after that discussion I really did feel like this was a sort of company for me in terms of what I could achieve and there was no cap on that and for me as an individual knowing that there's no limit to what I can do within a company is great for me to know and that's why I liked Encyclopedia Britannica. So we know what the company does but what's the company ethos in, in terms of employment what does it feel like to work here it's great i mean there was always this, the stereotype going around when you first get into a company everyone's really nice and i'm sure you'll be aware of that but straight away from when i came in here everyone made me feel settled i had individual conversations with every single member of each team within the company and it really made me feel comfortable in that environment and know that i could go to any one of those individuals and really feel comfortable in a discussion with them so what sort of a team is it? Is it a team like when you roll for Oxford and there's eight people in the one line all doing the same thing and someone shouts at them? Or is it more like the Arsenal Football Club where there's a free-flowing kind of a creative force? How, what sort of a team is it? It's one of those sort of teams where everyone knows they've got to pull their weight. And what I like about that is no one needs to be reminded of that. It just happens. And if one person is struggling, the other people are there to help out. And we do encourage each other. And I've already noticed that in the short space of time I've been here. So it's a supportive culture. Yes, absolutely. So you have been working here for two months. You're very happy. You think you're going to make a lot of money. Where do you think you will go within the company? Do you think you'll stay here? Do you think you'll have to move on? What's that sort of progression look like from two months in? So from two months in, already I feel like I've grown as a person in terms of the sales sector. And within Britannica, I already feel like a valued member of the team. I've had meetings with individuals within, and I really do feel comfortable. And in terms of progression, yes, I can definitely see myself moving forward within Encyclopedia Britannica. And for me, that's great knowing that that's a prospect for me personally. You took time out. You took a gap period, might be a year, might be a less. 
Would you advise young people to do that sort of thing? Yes, absolutely. And that was something that I already had planned after the university. I decided with two of my friends we were going to go travelling. And I feel like everyone needs that break between education and going into work. And it made me feel a lot more mature in myself and that I was really ready to start in my career. Well, that's an important tip for young people starting out. Someone really felt that the gap year wasn't just you know, getting away from it all. It was something which helped them mature. When you're getting back into that mindset which says work is important, what sort of tips can you offer to young people to get back into the real world, if you like? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point because when I was travelling, a lot of people were saying, I can't imagine going home. But it's always important to realise that at some point that travel period will end. And when you get home, you really need to get into that zone where you're not just reminiscing about travelling this, travelling that. It's really important to really think, well, now is my time to really start. I've got some stories to tell. And even with travelling, it's something that you can tell people that you've done that makes you stand out. It's great for the CV boost and it also makes you as an individual look adventurous. And that's what I really like about in terms of travelling but it's great to come back and remember that it's now time to start your career and the best tip I would give is just to remain yourself and just use that travelling adventure as a kind of way to promote yourself that shows you're willing to be adventurous and it gives you that extra step ahead of someone else maybe in the same area. So we're coming to that area where you're just presenting yourself for a job, presenting yourself for an interview. Having talked to all your mates and all that beforehand, what do you think is the worst thing you can do at an interview? I think the worst thing you can do at an interview is sometimes come across maybe too confident. And that's something for me personally, I'm a very talkative guy, but for me it's always important to be confident but not overconfident. And what I noticed at the assessment day is that some individuals had the personality, but some of them weren't really good in portraying that in a way that would be good in the workplace. And that's what I think is important, is remembering where you are in that assessment day and remembering the reason you're there. It's to stand out, but be able to be looked at as someone that could be a valid member of a team one day. And would that be your tip, the best thing you can do at interview, or do you have other things that you would advise people to do? The best thing to do in an interview is just to be yourself. I think that's essentially something, I know it's very standard for me to say that, but if you are yourself and the clients and other people around the room can see that, then they'll like that because at the end of the day, if they choose you as that person and you're different to what you were on that assessment day, that's not the person they choose on the day. So I would just be yourself, feel confident and just give it your best shot really. And in terms of appearance, how do you think you should look when you go for an interview? How did you look when you yes. went for an interview at Encyclopedia Britannica? Um, but definitely, I think it's definitely important to present yourself in a way that really shows that you're there to mean you're there to mean business. You want to be formal, and again, appearance on the assessment day is very key as well as how you act. We've been talking to Luke Saunders, who's an account executive at Encyclopedia Britannica. He's given you a lot of tips. Luke, thank you so much. Thank you very much. So there we have it. According to Britannica, cultural fit involves passion for the product, personality, mutual support and resilience. Cultural fit? We think it's like chili con carne. Everyone has their own recipe, but the key ingredients for success are the same. You'll find us online at edgeofate.biz. Job ready. Employer says yes. Yes.